0: I'm gonna make this place your home.
1: Good morning and welcome to The Real Real Estate Show. This is WTBQ, radio worth listening to. And I am Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty. And I'm here with my pal, Marcia Talbot, <laughs> associate broker, Howard Hanna Real Estate.
0: Good morning, everybody. Good morning.
1: So it looks like it's maybe
0: clearing up, but I thought it was going to rain. I, they I said maybe know. rain, maybe snow. I don't know. Did we not listen to the second before? I, I didn't, the, I didn't <laughs> listen to the, the weather report. The weather report? <laughs> oh,
1: gosh. But I did read it this morning, and it, it did say something about um, having rain. but Or maybe snow showers. Well, but. it was sort of icing at 9 o'clock this morning when I drove um, into the office. I, you know, I had the radio on loud, and I was singing, and I heard weird noise, and... It was uh, it was like ice hitting the, the where window. W- where were you? Wasn't uh, near me. It was on for a um, second. I for saw a few something. minutes, over by um, Route ninety four between you know Flowick that Flowick area hmm. between Florida and Warwick because I was coming in from home and I I saw and it was like little ice balls, but then it stopped. So it's it's warm. So I I don't think we're going to have any no. snow. Please, no snow. Although. This time of year, it's so gloomy when it snows. It's so beautiful out. For the day. Yeah, for the day, (laughs) of course, for the day. And then, you know, it gets dirty when all the cars drive over it and whatever. But uh, this uh, Christmas, we had quite a windstorm. I, I didn't get to ask you, but did you have any effects of that? We did not,
0: but I saw so many trees down. A lot of pine trees because they're not yes.
1: deeply rooted. My mother's house lost a pine tree. My brother-in-law yeah. cut it up on Christmas morning. It was scary. Yeah. It was, what, like 60 mile an hour away? I don't know, something. but I think so. But it, it was it was nuts. And I did hear a tree fall down near my house. It was actually my neighbor's driveway oh. in the middle of the night. And I was like, oh, I hope it's not on our property. But it wasn't. It was on my neighbor's driveway. He was up early cutting Cutting it, it up, yeah. Yeah, and then as I drove to my mother's house that morning, she needed something cause she was baking something. So I had to bring it to her in my pajamas still on Christmas yeah. morning. I'm driving down 94 between, um, like it, actually Ackerman road. Okay. I turned onto Ackerman. It was closed. So my mother lives on Ackerman. I, I know couldn't, where your mom I was. couldn't get to her that way. So then I'm like, okay, I'll go on Kings highway. I'll go into town and go down Kings highway it was closed on 94 over there by uh, right before the landmark. Couldn't go that way. Really? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, how am I going to go? So then I went back down um, Minturn and Belcher Road, or Eastridge to Belcher Road, and uh, that way I got through. But on King's Highway, there was a tree that was probably three feet wide broken in someone's driveway, like right across from where... Um, uh, Ronald Reagan Boulevard is mm-hmm. in those doctor's offices mm-hmm. right across from there. And it was right in their driveway and they did have somebody cutting it up. But then my mother lost power that night.
0: Well, we were lucky. We thought that the the great part, I mean, we pulled some more, you know, Pulled some water had some pitchers of water because you don't know when the winds are that high that you could easily lose power right right so it was thankfully so it, we
1: did not it was a crazy day and i, I did hear um about this weekend i was a, at New Paltz. i went shopping and you know like all the little shops in, in New Paltz. Nice. and i heard somebody um say that they had no power on christmas day so they got chinese <laughs> it was food. and all i like could yeah chinese, chinese food. food right they didn't. T- they didn't get Chinese people. <laughs> A Chinese I just wanted to clarify, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so funny because all I could picture was the, the that movie, A Christmas Story, where the kids, are, where they they the dog eats the. the did you ever see it, Marsha? The dog eats their turkey as it's like sitting there, like they're waiting to eat, and the, and it, I guess. Before they carved it, and these dogs from out of the neighbor's dogs come into the house and eat the eat the turkey well, and then they Christmas
0: <laughs> they should right. not special
1: and then so they had nothing to eat, so they went and had Chinese food. Well, that if night. you
0: lived in New York City, mm-hmm. you would often go f- for Chinese food on Christmas Day, if which, which Right, Jewish, If you're right? Jewish, I'm sure that you don't have to be Jewish. To <laughs> no, I know, but, but that's it's almost do. like I I put it in quotes, like a tr- like a quasi tradition. No, for a few years actually, we would uh, we went to a youth center and made breakfast for them, and then had Chinese food. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> last year we did, and that's when it was pre-COVID or whatever. But both Jonathan and Garrett got extremely
1: Mm, that's funny because my husband and and my son. My son was very sick on Christmas Day. He didn't come to. This was last year, 2019, and he did not come to the Christmas celebration that we have with our families, and yeah. he, he didn't come because he was so sick.
0: Because usually we go to my daughter's mother-in-law's, and last year she did not have her big family thing. She was not feeling well, mm-hmm. so she didn't have
1: a big family It's funny, thing. a lot of people weren't feeling well last right. Christmas, but and I who knows what it was, right? I we don't know. I
0: did not get as, I did not get sick like they did. I didn't feel that well, mm-hmm. so I thought we could have eaten something, but maybe not.
1: Who knows? Who knows? We'll never it's know. Part but this mystery. year was different for sure. And yes. uh, sort of real estate stops for that sort of week. Sort of. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Yeah. Except I did get a call on Christmas Eve at like, it was almost five o'clock and I'm You know, Italian. So we are cooking up all our fish. Yes. Yeah, making a mess in my kitchen. And my phone is ringing. And I see that it's another agent. And I'm like, what? It's somebody I have a transaction with. And I'm like, why is he calling me right now? I haven't heard from him in like a month and a half. And now he's calling me on Christmas Eve, telling me, call me immediately. Problem, problem, problem. Yeah, there's a problem. (laughs) There's definitely a problem. And it's a crazy problem. And I won't get into it too much. But I will tell you that... Um, when you're dealing with a house that's being sold, that is a divorce. Sometimes there's that's problems. A problem. There can be problems. In this particular case, the uh, the wife who's not doesn't have ownership of the house, moved back into the house, and we're supposed to close in the next like couple of weeks. And guess what? We can't now because no eviction. We can't evict her. So <laughs> it's
0: <laughs> These it's are big somewhat problems.
1: of a, a disaster, really, because it you know. And I can, y- there's more pieces to the story that I won't even bother to get into. Maybe at some point I will tell the entire story to everybody that's listening because it is, it's a completely insane story. But anyway, I have so heard that's part, Merry Christmas. But I once had um, a, a
0: situation where there was a divorce and we were all afraid of going to the closing, not knowing what might happen.
1: <laughs> Did you think somebody was going to get hurt? <laughs> yes. Oh my God, well yes, that's not it was good. very
0: uh, both attorneys they, the, the husband's attorney and the wife's attorney thanked me at the end. but I we were all extraordinarily nervous. Yeah. Was, I mean, was I've been in
1: situations that have dysfunction been pretty- on
0: one side and thankfully nothing happened and that worked well. So I did not cook seven fishes,
1: <laughs> which I love. I love fish had fish the other night. Well, we were short <laughs> a fish. We had six fishes <laughs> because I was planning on making mussels. And for some reason, ShopRite didn't have any mussels when I went there on uh, Christmas Eve and the day before there were no mussels. The day before they had said, oh, we'll get it tomorrow. And then they never did. So at least not when I was there, they didn't have I it. I think food d- distribution is is more difficult right now. Probably, probably. No. So uh, this is the last show of the year. We're going to just do some fun stuff today. And uh, one of the things we're going to talk about, which was Marsha's idea, is to talk about, um, go ahead, you tell them.
0: Oh, how the, <laughs> how the year started. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I did is pull last December 2019. Okay, and,
1: we'll do that when we come then, back. And
0: Yeah, I think we're going to be taking a break shortly, but I'll... Uh, actually, so, uh, right now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so well, stay cool. with us. All
1: right. Hi, this is Christine Koenig with Howard Hanna Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey for over 10 years, I focus my business on Orange, Passaic, and Sussex counties. Check out my website at Christine or listen to the Real Real Estate Show Mondays at 10 a.m.
2: Hudson United Mortgage is the number one mortgage company specializing in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Van Mansard is offering first time home buyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, Mike Van Mansard will patiently walk you through the maze of applying for a mortgage and is available for all your questions. Call Mike Van Mansard now to set up an appointment or for more information, contact Mike at Hudson.
3: Hi, this is Brian Barrett, host of Million Dollar Feeling, heard every Saturday at 9 a.m. Join me and my guests and learn how you can let go of your past and create a future filled with a million dollar feeling, Saturdays at 9 a.m.
2: Hi, this is doctor Pia Pierre-Louis, a clinical psychologist. I will take your calls and I will answer all your personal and business relationship questions, helping you create a life healthy in mind, body, and spirit every Friday at 11 a.m. TV I'm gonna make this place your home.
0: Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. This is Marsha Talbot, Howard Hanna Real Estate. Re- oh, Rand Real Estate. Did I screw up again? <laughs> no, you said it, right? Oh, Howard, okay, okay
1: good. Oh, you just said Howard Han- Hanna Real Estate, not Howard Yeah, Howard Hanna, Howard Hanna Rand.
0: Co hosting with Grace. Grace Warren, Warren
1: from Better. Uh, now I'm saying it <laughs> right. Howard Hatter. <laughs> good thing it's the end of the year. No one will know next year. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, before I forget, let me just give out the phone number in case anybody would like to give us a call and ask any questions. It's 845 651 1110. And we were starting. Oh, we do oh, have, we a have a phone call. Call. I think it might Thank be you. Mike, right? Hello. Uh, this is Grace. Who am I speaking to?
3: Good morning. How are you? It's Mike. Good
1: morning, Mike. Mike, the mortgage guy. How are you, Mike?
3: Pretty good. Pretty good.
1: Have a nice it's almost Christmas. A new
3: year. I'm excited.
1: Yeah. Yes. Um I'm excited that maybe things will change this year.
0: <laughs> well, it's <laughs> been
1: such a hard year for It, it has been. Been. everybody. Everybody. It has been. Yeah. I think I mean, we all
3: want to decompress.
1: Absolutely. So, what's going on in your world?
3: Nothing. Same old um i wish there was more to report i think you may actually you know i've been talking about rates being low for so long you may start seeing a little bit of an uptick um in the next you know i think going into the new year nothing that would change the way that buyers are acting or people are selling but there may be a slight uptick i think we're going to come off the lows pretty soon okay with the uh with the government stimulus that just passed
1: Hmm. you think that's gonna that's going to make the rate go up
3: yeah, I think that uh, whenever there's good news in the economy, it helps um, improve treasuries, which is how mortgage rates are kind of based off of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you'll see a, a slight uptick in the next, I don't know, week or so, depending on what happens.
1: Okay. Well, I guess it'll be yeah, super still low. Great. Yeah, it yeah, still
3: super low. Talking about <laughs>
1: like low threes or what?
3: No, still well under three, under I think. Under um, I mean, yeah, definitely still under three percent.
1: It's crazy. I, ju- I feel like just buying a house just because the interest rate is low. I know. It's crazy. I, think- <laughs> I mean,
3: the problem... If you can find it, that's the
1: That's thing. the problem. I won't be able to find the, a house that I want, and you know, and then I'll sell my house and I'll be homeless. <laughs>
0: yeah. Grace, I, I have never any had anybody homeless. We'll help you. <laughs> you know somebody that can help me? Yeah, yeah. Your mom.
1: <laughs> that's true. I could move in with her, but I don't want to necessarily do that. But um, all right, so uh, have you done mortgages this week? Any new business? Yeah, because that's what it's I was
3: quiet. Say. I thought there was going to be like a little bit of a quiet break, you know, for the holidays, but it hasn't slowed down at all.
1: Wow. That's it, unbelievable, really. I mean, I've slowed down a little bit, but that's because I've been trying to slow down a little bit. Um, yeah, you well, know, i agree.
3: You, it, it's hard to do that, though. <laughs> I
1: mean, I had a home inspection the day before Christmas Eve. Um, so it, it, I don't people, think
0: that's uncommon.
1: I think there's always a few people
0: around Christmas and yeah. New Year's where you're kind of finishing up. Well, you're finishing you know? up with them, sure, sure. So, Mike, yeah. one of the questions I had was, what was the interest rate last, what last December, before the New Year?
3: Do you remember? Do you remember? They were, I don't remember, but if I just historically, they were probably just over four percent. I would imagine. That's
1: what I thought.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's been so such a difference. Over a point.
1: In, in the year um, and then when do you think like everything like started going haywire for you as far as when I say haywire I mean like when did it get so busy you couldn't like handle it <laughs> he can always
0: it can handle. I know you can I mean, always handle you know,
3: it Mike when they, did, when they did the lockdown stuff it was kind of like this pause you know because which is, nobody I knew guess, the idea of it and then i think it created some pent-up demand and lenders and banks we really mm. didn't even know what we were going to do you know everyone kind of just thought well what what's going to happen are we not going to lend money again and go back to what happened in you know 808 and 09 and um and it, sure enough once the dust settled it was just a frenzy of people trying to get out once banks realized that you know there was a market and it wasn't you know they weren't lending into nothing that um that we could do it and yeah. I think that's really when it went crazy. So right after April, you know, to the end of April, I would say.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it was, you know, and I think it was like that in many industries, not just uh, um, not just mortgage, but like building and that sort of thing. And the the whole lumber issues that we're still seeing right now um, because they did stop producing as much lumber thinking they weren't going to be needing it. And, you know, and now the lumber prices are insane because of that. The shortages. The shortages. The sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a it, unprecedented, and uh, we still don't really know how things are going to turn out. I mean, I mean, for us in this area, it's super busy, but in other areas, it's not. But there's some good news, and I'll go into that maybe in the the last quarter um, of the show, a little bit of the um, good news that in, in the city, because that affects us significantly. True. True. So. All right, Mike. So um, anything else before oh. we let you go?
3: No, I guess have a great show. Big um, plans. I'm sure that I'll see you guys next year. Yeah. That's great thanks. Do you have With plans my- for New Year's? No, not at all.
1: I know. It's <laughs> sort of like I just said to my husband, too. I'm like, what are we going to do for New Year's? He's like, I don't know, get a few lobsters, I guess. Because can't, we can't really go anywhere. You know, yeah. It's, yeah, it's so weird. Just everything's weird. We know that, though, right? But you know what? It's almost, a year, what is it, nine months?
0: And we're all here, or many of us, unfortunately, people have lost people and mm-hmm. it's so sad. Um, but we're somehow getting through.
1: Right. Not happily. Uh, the three of us have been doing okay, right? Yeah, <laughs> like as far yeah. as being sick, none of us have been <laughs> sick. And really, we haven't had like, too, I haven't had too many people around me that I know that have actually gotten sick. So that's a good thing. Very good thing. And I count my blessings every day.
0: Right. And I think that you know it's going to be the same. We just have to be cautious and do what we've been doing and unfortunately no parties. <laughs> so I'm going to make plan, up for it. I didn't tell you my plan. Year. My plan is for hopefully 4th of
1: July mm-hmm. we can have big Thanksgiving dinner. That's a great idea, Marsha. I think everybody should do that.
3: With you know, fireworks.
1: With fireworks, right. Somebody'll have to bring the fireworks, but I'll cook
0: <laughs> my son got a twenty-four pound turkey <laughs> sitting in your freezer, right? <laughs> Which is currently in my freezer. But um we would love to share it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't need turkey. <laughs> oh my god. Well thank you so much, Mike, for calling in and happy yeah, new yeah, year. We probably one. won't talk to you till the new year. You thank too. you, Mike, all right, for thanks, all Mike. your help on our show. We really appreciate right, you're very it. You're welcome. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. So um, we'll get get right into what we were yeah, about to so talk about.
0: What I did is pulled statistics for December two thousand nineteen. So last year, January two thousand twenty. So what did anything happen between the end of December and the beginning of of the year, and then November two thousand twenty? Because we don't have December yet. Right. So um, this was Orange County. I didn't do the individual towns, and in 2019, well, actually, this is year, so I'm going to go back to 2018. Mm -hmm. In 2018, the new listings of December 2018 were 222. In 2019... They were 190. So we were, we're already, already in yes, this this that's like, I want, I this um,
1: seller's say. market before this the, the whole pandemic started. So it, it's it's like a double whammy that we got this year, right? And then the
0: the days on the market are approximately same. The median sale price. This is from December. 18 to December 19. 19. Right. So the median sale price in 2018 December was $244,752. No, 244,752 in 2019 was 285,000. All right, another so, number
1: that already so went it up. It
0: already went up 16.5%. Before, this is
1: pre-pandemic people. Pre-pandemic, it right. already had gone up significantly. Right. So
0: then I'm going to just, and I'm not, I don't think it's necessary to talk about um days on market because, well, I'm just going to take a quick, quick. Days on market didn't change that much. Okay. But the difference was in the price. So jump to January, one month later, new listings. This is January,
1: 2020.
0: Right. So I'm going to go back to 2019 and new listings in 2019 was 360, 340 in January, we all, where we always see that little jump at mm-hmm. the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. But it's still down. Mm-hmm. It's still down. Prices were actually, uh, median sale price was the same. So okay. we didn't see much of a difference on that.
1: Which is not that unusual, because it slows down a little bit right? At that and time we, of year. I don't
0: remember what the weather conditions were. Um, they weren't too bad. They like. weren't we had one
1: snowstorm that was rough last year, and it was at the beginning okay. of the year.
0: So in 2019, in, in... Wait a minute. Sorry. I think I pulled the wrong one.
1: Okay. That's what I want.
0: Jan... No...
1: It's a lot of papers here. I have all these papers. Around.
0: So, okay, I'm going to go back to November. No, I'm going to go back to December of 2019. The inventory of homes was 1,552, and they had gone down to 1,427. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Okay, so again, keeps decreasing. Right.
0: January, one month later, inventory... A year before had been 1565, and the beginning of this year was 1405. Okay, so that's where you see a
1: major differential. Now, what about November of this year? Did you pull that now? Because, right in my hand. Okay, so that's what we're <laughs> going to talk about now, because this is really where the story. Right. This is the le- the last this report. We won't have anything. We don't have until anything until December yet. So
0: new listings. 2019 was 282. Uh, 2020 of November was 326. Say those numbers again? Yeah. 282 in 2019. 2020, three... Isn't that interesting? So we did have more listings, but this is
1: all in the whole county. Yes, the whole county. Oh, so the inventory has gone up in the county. Now, different pockets in different areas, like for instance, I pulled... What was on the market this morning in the town of Warwick, and it was 113 homes. Where right. normally it's 200 homes in the whole town of Warwick. Oh, yeah, used to, yeah, it used to be over. over 200. It hasn't been at that point in a very long time. So 113 homes, you know, it's it's not. But a here's lot. here's where it you'll see the difference. And f- FYI, 50 houses closed in Warwick in the past 30 days. Okay.
0: 2019 inventory is 1,838, 2,020, that's last month, 1,096. So there's a difference of 12.9, that's houses
1: for sale. Mm -hmm. What was the last number that you said? I I got myself confused. Okay. (laughs) Before this, before this, where the numbers were higher now. It was sales. Oh, that was
0: just on new on new listings. Oh, new listings, new that listings. Came on. So people were putting their houses on the market, but in the actuality, inventory is still low. Was so low, it's right. still low. And they're selling it just those replaced low. things that had sold so quickly. Right. and the difference in price, the median sale price, two thousand nineteen November, one year ago, one year plus, was. 275 thousand dollars this year 2020 330 thousand And that's the county that's not that's the
1: county that's not the town of Warwick because um that's typically what the town of Warwick is their medium but it's higher now and I didn't pull that number you know we should have I did I, we didn't but I'm guessing it's got to be closer to $400,000 at this point Except, you know, we do have some areas that have some um, homes that are more modest. So if you do the whole town of Warwick, you're including um, Greenwood Lake and Florida. And uh, so it, some of I the know. homes are smaller over there. Yeah, they're they're a little smaller, so they're a little bit more modestly priced. But, but also what you can tell is were these
0: rehab home, homes that needed a lot of work. So that, of course, is at a lower price, but we, we can tell from this group of statistics... But you can see that in general, your prices have gone up significantly. And
1: we're, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, I'm just going to give you a couple of houses that um, are interesting so that you can kind of get an idea of what's really happening. This is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Howard Hanna Rand Realty for more than 20 years, and I'm ready to hear your wants and needs, and then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well, and whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com
2: and let's get together o'keefe and mccann is the only law firm for all your real estate transactions founding partner william o'keefe will patiently guide you through every step whether you're buying or selling property commercial or residential from the first meeting to the closing o'keefe and mccann earned their top rating due to their impeccable attention to detail their dedication to a smooth closing and the pride they take in their clients complete satisfaction They are with you throughout the entire process, ensuring a successful outcome. For the finest real estate attorney, visit omlawteam.com. Hi, I'm Dave Edwards, and I invite you to join me every Sunday night when we'll showcase a perfect album. I'll start with side one, track one, and we'll play every song in order from the record. A few bonus songs, as well as some trivia, too, right here on radio worth listening to. W T B Q. Partly sunny
3: skies today. Passing rain or snow shower is possible during the late morning into the afternoon. Our highs around 40. Tonight, mainly cloudy. Could be a flurry or snow shower overnight. Heading into the low to mid-20s to a few upper teens. Tomorrow, look for a flurry in the morning. Could be a scattered snow shower. And our temperatures should stay in the upper 20s to low 30s with partial sunshine in the afternoon. For Wednesday, look for sun and some clouds. Temperatures will stay in the mid-30s. From the WTBQ Weather Center, I'm Weatherworks Tony Salimo.
0: WTBQ, I'm gonna make this
2: place your
0: home.
1: We're back, and this is the Real Real Estate Show. I am Grace Warren from Howard Hannah Rand Realty with Marsha Talbot. With Howard Hannah Rand Realty. Okay, so the we were talking about um And with the, the Real
0: Real Estate Show. Yeah, the with the real real <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
1: We are, we are that. So, a few, not a lot of listings have come on in the past um, since like the fifteenth, which is you know like two weeks now. And I just pulled there were four, so I, I pulled them what they were, and uh, one of them is on Maple Drive in Warwick. And of course, I'm talking about Warwick. I'm sorry, I didn't you know didn't do the whole county, but in Warwick, um, thirteen Maple Drive came on the market for that's over in Wickham Village, for three hundred and ten thousand dollars. Um, It is, according to this record here, 2,000 square feet. I haven't been in that house. Um, I think you have. It was a mother-daughter. Okay. Or extended family. Let me me be legal here. Okay. Um, So there was that. Then there was a house on Cascade Road that came on that was 1,100 square feet for $324,000. What's the square footage price? Uh, the square footage price is... Should be at the bottom. $285 a square foot. That is... That's a high number. Very high number. Um, and I'm not saying any of these houses are overpriced. I'm not, say, I'm not giving my opinion on anything. I'm just saying that this is what's come on. What's
0: the square footage price on the, on first the house one? before?
1: It was um, $155,000. Uh, $155. So that's not... That's not completely outrageous. No, no, that's about where. I didn't think that that house was as big as it is. Um, So, you know, and I didn't go look at the tax record to check it to see if everything is, you know, up to par with that. And it may, may not be. I have no idea. Um, A house on this, this house to me, this blows my mind. Okay. Eight Somerset, which is um, Southwick. Beautiful subdivision. Beautiful subdivision. Yeah came on the market for $660,000. When was the house built? The house was built in 2003 and it's it's a big house. It's 4,500 square feet okay. and um I think that might be uh, maybe partly the basement. I don't know because I didn't go into it. But the interesting thing about this house that blows my mind is it is a foreclosure. All right? And I'm I'm just going to I'm going to read what it says here because I I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> Some repairs needed, cash or rehab loan only, which means it would not
0: pass an appraisal.
1: Yeah, you couldn't have an appraisal, you can't get a mortgage for like a regular mortgage for this, so that's why. So, but it's listed for $660,000. I'm blown away. Um I'm 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 blown away. We'll see what happens. It doesn't look like it has um an offer on it yet, but we'd not- have to look at all the individual rooms which we have not. Right. Uh, you know, to see what's really
0: going Grace. on with it. <laughs> well, I was gonna say we should go out right after. Yeah, the maybe radio we should show. preview it. And go preview it. We should. Because that's an amazing amount of money for a foreclosure. Let's
1: do that, Marshall. Let's go preview it. We'll make an appointment. I'm sure it's obviously empty because it's a foreclosed home or real estate owned property at this point. Um and then the last one that came on, which was um on the twelfth the fifteenth of this month. Was on Firehouse Lane, and it is a new new construction. It's twenty one hundred square feet. It looks like it's a ranch to me, maybe with a the and the um, the garage is underneath for four hundred and eighty seven thousand dollars. It's almost
0: five hundred thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, and that's um, two hundred and thirty one dollars a square foot. Two hundred and thirty two, basically. So those are the four listings that have come up. Which on would in not past, like, necessarily be out of line for
0: new construction.
1: No, but it's not that big. I don't. No. I, I. I haven't. That's another one we right. should preview because um, it just the. No, it says it has five rooms. So it's only two bedrooms. It's three bedrooms, and two baths, five rooms all together. So it could be open space. It's probably is, an open space, yeah. a kitchen, and then like an open living area. Right. So there. It's that, probably what
0: it is. You know, determines mm-hmm. not the the form, not the
1: floor plan, but the the walls. Mm -hmm. So it's not always clear. Right. So here I I did also pull up a couple of things that actually have closed in the past um, couple of weeks. And the first one that came up for me was um, Country Club Drive, which is over uh, in um, Cedar Crest in Florida. And it is a two bedroom, two and a half bath condo, and it closed for $227,500. What's the square footage? Is it a newer one or the no, older one? No, it's the newer one. So they 2, say 2,000 square feet. They're big. It's 1,800 square yeah. feet, and it, it, it's. Um, it, I don't think it has a garage or a basement. Some of them have basements. I it should have a garage, do. though, that style. Uh, uh? Let's see. Does it have a garage? I'm looking at this. It doesn't look like it does. Um Anyway, so there's, so there's that, 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 that's $123 a square foot, which is, you know, per square foot, it is, sounds like a good price, but that's a good deal for a three bed, a two bedroom. Right. Because they're they're very large. They're very large. And, you know, and this one looks like it's in pretty good shape too. Then a house on McEwen street, it was listed for 319. It sold for $299,000. Okay. It looks like it's a cute house. And it's 11, almost 1,200 square foot. And it's three bedrooms, one bath. It's an old style home. When I say old style, I mean, you know, it's not, you know, your typical bi-level or, you know, new colonial. It's an older home with a front porch. It's adorable. It's a cute house. But again, sold for $299,000. Um, and then in Greenwood Lake on Village Drive, it, there, it's a bi-level, 2,000 square feet. Listed for three twenty nine nine and sold for three hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. So um with- ninety seven,
0: probably nine around ninety seven percent. I would think. Does it say in the bottom? Uh, probably the percentage? probably does.
1: It's ninety five percent. Yep. Oh, really ninety five. Okay. Yep. One hundred and sixty two dollars a square foot. And then one more. I t- pulled one more, and this is on Woodside Drive, right in the village. And um, this house was listed for five forty nine and it sold for five. 35. It's 3,100 square feet. It's a pretty big house on Woodside Drive. And I I know this house, it was um, the late uh, Bob Robert Hoffman that built that house. Oh, Oh, the builder that I worked with for many, many years. And um, it's been sold. Was that the contemporary? It's a colonial. Oh, colonial colonial on Woodside. Okay. And um, yeah, so that one sold for $535,000. All right. So that's just to give you a little indication of what's been going on around here. And uh, it's um it's it's busy and the prices are going up, 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 up. So if you do have a place to move to, you should, you know, and you wanted to sell your house this year, you this should do it like- right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I put on a home on the market in I guess it was a Friday night or Saturday night. It was a Saturday night, and by uh, Wednesday we had an accepted yeah. offer on it. Yeah. We had uh, five offers, and it was. And what it, was the price of the house? Uh, the price of the house was two oh yeah. five. It was townhouse in Cedar Crest, and it went way. I mean, it hasn't gone to contract or anything yet, so I'm not even gonna say. But it, it did go above list price. I mean, I had multiple offers on it. Uh, it was sort of it was sort of nuts. I you know and there's a tenant in there, so it was I, they were wonderful wonderful about the whole thing. But it's just that's the kind of thing. I have three other listings just waiting to come on the market for various reasons why we haven't put them on yet. But they will come on in January, and uh, you know I think they're all going to sell very quick. I mean I can't imagine that they won't. So what else you got over there? I thought there was something else that you wanted oh, to talk I about. Oh, I do. Well, we were going to talk about- but, you were talk, but before you go into that, what about the appraisal thing that you're talking about when we come up with the market analysis? Oh, okay.
0: When we do a market analysis, we are using houses that are, have sold. That's the base. And usually houses that are under contract. But under contract, we do not know the accepted offer price. And- Houses on the market. Mm-hmm. We try to get, give the the potential seller the best information mm-hmm. we can, mm-hmm. and I think we're all pretty diligent about that.
1: Right, but the, with the way it is but, now,
0: but <laughs> we are using statistics, and but we also have to use gut. And what do we think? Which is a guess sometimes. How far? We can go up or go down because, of course, prices change. Mm-hmm. So, right now we're going up, but how far? And one of the things that one way is taking all the price, the per square foot prices of houses that are similar, not houses that are very different, but houses that are similar, and see if you could come up with an approximate. Square foot price, mm-hmm. and then use that price to help determine a future price. Right, but it's it's if we knew more, we would all be sitting it, in Washington. Yeah, we'd all be rich, right? <laughs> but it, it it is interesting because one of our concerns is will it
1: appraise right? Because you can list it for anything you want, but the the problem is is will it appraise? I always you know you always have to go back to that. And even
0: if somebody will pay the price, it doesn't mean it'll appraise at that price. And if it doesn't appraise, will that buyer pay
1: the differential or will the seller renegotiate? I mean, at this point, um, I'm seeing people, buyers that are willing to do that. In the case where I have my, um, the, the house that I was talking about, the buyer... Said that they would go over whatever the appraised value was by five thousand dollars. Yeah, because I was saying, I you know, I didn't at first it was like this may not be the best offer for us to accept because we need to know that it's going to appraise. So when they agreed to do that, they put more money down, and when they agreed to do that and to to uh, agreed to do five thousand dollars over whatever the appraisal is up to what they were paying, right. then my client felt you know I felt like okay we can accept this offer and I think we should be okay. But I
0: have had that in, in the offer that the seller will accept this if you waive the appraisal. All depends upon what your financial situation
1: is. Right, right. Yeah. You have to have money, right. <laughs> extra money to be able to do that. And if you don't, and that's the thing, like I, I, for, I feel for so many people, especially first time homebuyers who don't have a large down payment, they keep getting booted out from offers right. because they don't have a lot of money to put down and you know you can't blame a, a seller for wanting to have the best terms Correct. Um, it just makes more sense but i think we're gonna have to take another break and then we're gonna co- come back and talk about um some some terms that we don't misuse, we misuse. yeah. <laughs>
3: Hi, This is Rachel Heiss, branch manager of Howard Hanna Rand Realty. Right now is a great time to buy or sell. Buyers can take advantage of historically low interest rates and sellers can get top dollar for their home in this high demand market. Our agents utilize the most innovative tools and market knowledge to help you achieve your real estate goals. Give us a call at 845-986-4848 at Howard Hanna Rand Realty. Home happens here. Pillar to Post Home Inspectors is your number one choice when buying or selling a home in the Hudson Valley. Pillar to Post Inspectors are experienced, informative, and very knowledgeable. We will examine the structure, plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical systems. Our thorough inspection will identify important factors, which may save BUKU dollars when making a home purchase. For more information or to schedule your home inspection, call the owner, David Wilner at 845-610-5366. Visit PillarToPost.com backslash David Wilner.
0: This is Marsha Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Howard Hanna Rand Realty, specializing in residential, land, and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand throughout the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at talbot.randrealty.com. For the best experience in your buying and selling process. WTBQ, I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to the Real Real Estate Show. This is Marsha Talbot, Howard Hanna Rand Realty, and I'm co hosting today with my good buddy
1: over there, Grace Warren from Howard Hanna Rand Realty as well. So last thing we wanted, well, we have a bunch of things we wanted to talk about, but we're not going to get to them all. So we'll save it's them next for next year. time. Yeah, we'll save them for next year. So, but the, the one thing you're going to talk about is like uh, these terms that people use all the time. And well, I thought there were two they things. They don't really know what they mean.
0: Right. There's a few things. One of the th- my biggest gripe, um, and this is actually to realtors, Um <laughs> That when I look at a listing and I'm looking at a house and it says arts and crafts and it was built last year or three years ago, please, please, please give put out the right information. Grace and I. It both could
1: say arts and crafts inspired.
0: In right, but not as part of the listing. So, there is a wonderful book, and people might like to have it. It's really an interesting book. Both Grace and I have it. It's called A Field Guide to American Houses. And yeah,
1: and we didn't even buy, the, buy it at the same time. Like, no, I bought it no. one day, and then you said you had it. I was like, I have that book. It's a great book. So, um, because there's a lot that we don't
0: know about architectural design. It's not anything they really teach us very much no. when
1: we go for a license, it's, sort of, it's sort of like doctors with nutrition. They, they don't teach doctors anything about nutrition.
0: <laughs> they should just eat. That's all. But, <laughs> so, yes, we should know houses.
1: But this is a really helpful book. So... That's my my little pet peeve. Well, if anybody's interested in American architecture, it's a great book. It explains the different periods. And it um, goes back to campsites. I mean, it does. Really a, simple homes to more elaborate Victorian style homes. And it goes through in chronological order how these houses were built in our country. Okay. So it's an interesting book. And you and I do refer to this when we're looking at older homes in particular. But, um, you know, when Marcia said, I don't know, there must be one house in particular that someone wrote, it's an arts and crafts home, but it's not because it wasn't built during that it's time. But, a, it oh, yeah, but it could be inspired by that. ranch. By ranch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or I saw American Foursquare, which everybody sometimes confuses around the Victorian, had nothing to do with either being a Victorian or an American Foursquare. We are professionals, and we do make mistakes, but we should try to um, at least do the best we can. Mm -hmm. So there are guides. Anyway, I found this online, which I thought was interesting, which were eight things in your house you probably called the wrong name. (laughs) That's all of us. So it's cathedral ceilings versus vaulted ceilings. Okay, so
1: tell us the difference, Marsha.
0: Okay. I think I know the difference. Okay, cathedral ceilings aren't just high, lofty ceilings. They have symmetrically sloping sides that meet at a center ridge, that means the center, more than a story high, and generally match the slope of the rest of the roof. It's like a church. Yes. That's why That's they call why they it a call cathedral. cathedral. So, you know, like the old Baptist
1: <laughs> church right in town? I, that is the perfect, um, the, the perfect, uh, you know, church to look at. Right. All right so, so. That,
0: so I thought that is interesting because you will see that in a listing where somebody will call it cathedral as opposed well, to vaulted. Well,
1: what are vaulted ceilings?
0: They do not have to come to a peak. Mm-hmm. They could a lot of contemporary
1: wa- homes yes, have and that and could be
0: one one part of the roof line
1: mm-hmm.
0: part of that yeah. ceiling.
1: W- yes, and when you see something like that it, it typically is in a contemporary style home um you know I've seen them in colonial Ray style homes ceiling. in the back. Yeah. You know, it's some of the newer colonials in the back of the house might have like a family room with a two-story yes. um room there that would be a vaulted ceiling not a cathedral ceiling typically.
0: Depends upon what the roof line is. Okay.
1: Perfect, okay. perfect. That's a good, that, that's, I knew that, but I, you know, that's a good thing to, to bring up because I do think people don't understand that.
0: Right, because when you're writing a listing, people do love that, that ex- expansion of space. Mm-hmm. So at least it would be correct to say vaulted or cathedral. Yeah. Granite perfect. countertops. Okay. So they're not all, all granite. All types of stone c- counters tend to be called granite. But But there are a lot of different materials like quartz and quartzite.
1: So, and marble. Yes, and marble. Marble. Soapstone is another one. And I know these right now because I happen to be looking at countertops because I'm thinking about changing out my countertops. What are you thinking of getting? I would love to have soapstone because I think that's really cool. I think cool, it's that beautiful. Black soapstone. But I, I don't know. I have to do There's more research about that. Like, I think you have question. to have to seal it a lot or something. I don't know. I'm going to. I have to look into it. I love, you know, like Carrera marble, too. But that really does stain. And I think it takes a lot. And I and do. heat. I do use my kitchen quite a bit. Yeah.
0: Um, so quartz is a super durable engineered countertop made from crushed quartz, pigments, and resin. Because it's manufactured, you can get it in almost any color or grain or pattern design,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, including ones that resemble granite or marble. Yep. So it's a little bit of a cheat but it actually works better, and it's very practical.
1: My sister just put a quartz countertop that looks sort of like a Calcutta kind of marble. It's really, really cool.
0: More expensive quartzite counters, meanwhile, are made of natural stones such as unique slab mined from a quarry like granite or or marble. So that's a, a true stone. Quartzite is a true stone. Okay, Quartz is not. Um marble gets over you know over attributed also everybody calls it marble but using that term is it I mean marble is beautiful I love oh, marble who doesn't it's love it it soft, reminds me of Italy for stone. sure um lot, a, a lot of tiles are actually ceramic where they use tiles sometimes mm-hmm. for countertops and not marble or flooring
3: Mhm
1: Oh so, and there was there's something about the difference in the you're going to, well, well, I'm going, going to talk, talk the to difference
0: between porcelain and ceramic mm-hmm. tiles. So that's another thing um, when you're looking at tile, and that might be a little bit harder to, for most people, uh, ourselves included. Um, a I, lot of homeowners don't understand the difference between porcelain and ceramic tile.
3: To, I'm, I'm not,
0: not saying this. I'm reading this from, from an interior designer. And
1: by the way, I didn't know the difference between porcelain and ceramic tile until you pointed it out to me.
0: Okay, so uh, I'm going to skip what she says uh, <laughs> that, about how we don't know anything. But. <laughs> so the way you can tell, um, well, ceramic tile has a glaze on top. Um, pricier porcelain is more durable and solid throughout. So if a ceramic tile that looks like porcelain on the top breaks, you can see the ceramic part, so underneath. there's sort
1: of like a glaze, and then underneath right. is a clay, right? That's Right. And then the porcelain, it, it go, the color goes all the way through.
0: Yeah, So you can you can chip tiles can chip if it's a heavy trafficked area, mm-hmm. but that's how you can tell the difference. Crack, cracking. Okay. And so chipping.
1: porcelain is a better quality than and more and more much durable, more expensive too. Okay.
0: Because if you go to some place like Home Depot, I know you can find tiles for like 88 cents a tile. Porcelain is not at that price.
1: Right. I gotcha.
0: Wainscotting. <laughs> <laughs> this is really a tricky one um, because there are different types like board and batten, raised versus flat panel, and bead board. Board and batten is a simple pattern, flat, uh, flat pattern. Oh, you know what? Guess what? I can't read it because in print <laughs> Well, I know
1: what board and batten is. Yes, okay. It's just like a, uh, like wood. And then you have these little, little battens that go strip. down the steam, the seams so that you don't see the seams. And then, um, the, uh, Wayne, the other one you were talking Wayne's about, the, yeah, but they're all Wayne's coating is the, the, uh, bead board is like usually two boards with a little bead in between them. And then they all, they come together. So a lot of people, you know, you can go to Home Depot and buy a, piece of like, um, it looks like paneling that looks like beadboard, but that's not true beadboard, but you can still use it as is because wainscot is just something that goes up the ceiling, up the wall, up certain, it could go and right chair length, it can go picture length or whatever, but that's what wainscoting is. It's not necessarily beadboard. It's many different things that it could be. I
0: think common now in housing is beadboard. Yeah, there's a lot of that right Unless now. it's paneled. A lot of times in dining rooms, especially in older... In historic homes, you'll see a panel mm-hmm. at, as wainscoting,
1: right. and that. Was but it only a, goes up part of the the the, right. the wall. It doesn't go all the way up to the top.
0: And it's usually maybe three feet wide, two or three feet wide, mm-hmm. and um, it's more common in old you know older, older home. homes. Okay, so then the next one, if it has everything here. Is which does which is so weird. I was so good about printing this out.
1: Linoleum versus vinyl flooring. Well, that's everybody calls it linoleum, but you can't even you can barely buy linoleum anymore. It's hard to find, and that's made with linseed oil, where they put all this fibrous whatever it is, put it together, and it it's thick and it it, it tends to crack and and break. But vinyl is made out of plastic. It's it's vinyl. Um, it says,
0: it, so only partially of what's here, and I'm really annoyed because I don't understand why it didn't print. Um, it does say, I'm only going to read this part. Vinyl, in our opinion, is the worst plastic.
1: <laughs> That's all I have. <laughs> well, probably does it biodegrade? Shouldn't do it too early in the morning. <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, it, it's, it's plastic. And, you know, with, I'm sure it's off-gassing too, which, you know, like carpet.
0: <laughs> right. But and that's something we could talk about because people don't know that.
1: About the off-gassing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I'd like to get somebody on uh, the show at some point to talk, to talk about um, air quality. Right. Because it's, it's
0: not only that. It's cabinets. It's mm-hmm. lots of things.
1: Yeah, a lot. A lot of things can off gas. So is that all that's
0: on your list? No, floorboards. Uh-huh. So I'm going to give this to you because it's long. Okay. Plank floors of antique homes are another common source of confusion. Um, wait. A minute. There's pumpkin pine, king's pine, and heart pine. All get used interchangeably, and we do not expect any. <laughs> except a wood expert to really know that that includes us mm-hmm. um and the most typically which is northern pitch pine a common this was what i thought was really interesting because we think of pine as a soft wood but a common hard slow growth species of wood typically used in 18th century flooring boards in new in new england which would also include us mm-hmm. it would be you know down that in other areas, particularly the south, such floorboards were commonly milled from southern long leaf yellow pine and and it's um, they're all from old growth trees that we we don't, really have, don't today. have anymore. And um, tree tree heart pine was sourced from the core of ancient old growth timber timber um we are talking about 200 to 300 year old trees that grew just an inch in diameter every 30 years Wow so they were hard even though we think they were not
1: well I think it's it's because like you said they're old and they were they've been there like the, well the, the pine, pine that we're growth. using yeah the pine we're using today is not. Group, they it's put it owned. in last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. The show is over. Well, thank you. Happy New Year to yeah, New everybody. Year. We'll be back next year and continue all of our conversations about Everything. real estate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.